0: um 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 i don't know which one to start out with here uh did we press the record button yes we did we did. we did thank you for reminding me though um let's see now uh used 747 low miles uh Low hour, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, this is just crazy. Especially in this, in this era, this time of the whatever, where we're, we're phasing out all the 7.4s. Um, not making any new ones. and not making any more. Well, I just delivered the last one a month I know, ago. I know, huh? Right. I feel a couple a month ago or something like that, they yeah. uh, rolled it off the line. It was a cargo. And, it wasn't even a passenger. Consumer. Right. Well, this one wasn't even passenger. This was a, this was a luxury yacht. This was a... Uh, this was in green. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, this was, uh, apparently this was, so 747, uh, what's the story here? I, I read it a minute maybe, ago. Maybe, uh, oh, yeah, I guess it's it's a 7.4 BBJ, so, you know, that's a rare brand. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if, te- if technically they call this a BBJ, because I think of the 7.3s as being BBJs, but... Uh, no, but, they, they make them in all models. Do they? If you got the box, yeah. they'll make you one. Yeah, really.
1: That is correct. Yeah. And, and I might say that as a used product, this is... Um, really only for a very select market. Well, I I'm sorry, you don't think this would make a good UCAP one? Come on! Is- <laughs> I think it would make a phenomenal UCap it, it, it one, absolutely but I'm would. not sure you're, that UCap's tip jar is going to cover the down payment. Well,
2: you know, we well, we, we'd have to acquire it for you know less than market value, shall yeah. we <laughs> say? <laughs> right.
1: uh, somewhat. Some, you
2: know. Somewhat. I, I'm more concerned about just putting fuel in it. Yeah.
1: Well, that's ah.
0: why I think what she's
2: getting. Well, at, you yeah.
1: certainly, if you don't have the acquisition price, you certainly can't put gas exactly, in it. Exactly. Yeah,
2: D- well. don't want to talk about insurance yet, just, you know,
0: just let's, let's think about the fuel price first. From a CNN story, a <laughs> Boeing 747 configured as a private VIP jet is being scrapped after having spent just 30 hours in service over 16 hours, um, or 16 flights, excuse me, um, but apparently... The, the the part the phrase they left off of that graph was over ten years ago or almost ten years ago.
1: Correct. So, it's yeah. not an annual either.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, it's been sitting <laughs> on a ramp someplace for ten years. This is just like you know. I, so, so you know, I mean, see, this is the, you, you, your point is well taken about us not having enough money because the kind of money it requires to own one of these things is enough money to buy it, use it 16 times, and then just let it sit on the ramp for 10 years, okay? Uh, that's uh, The aircraft originally intended for a Saudi royal sat on the ground for almost 10 years at Euro airport in, in Basel. Basel? Basel? Um yeah. and, uh, and, it's, and so, um, and they finally gave up the ghost, apparently. They finally decided, okay, you know what? Nobody's going to use this thing. Let's just get rid of it. I don't know. I don't know well,
1: I suspect that there were unpaid ramp fees involved. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked, shocked yeah, to I think
0: that. Yeah. So, uh, but so, you know, if you want a 7-4, I don't know, I don't know how you deliver it, but uh, um, did it, fl- so d- does it say in the story here, did it? It went to a boneyard of some sort. I think yeah, I saw. It did. We're yeah,
1: it takes a very special per- permit to get something off the ground like that. Well, maybe not in Saudi Arabia, though. I don't know. Maybe not in. Well, Saudi they right. were. They weren't in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. So trust me, EASA oh, no, it, has yeah, it does has very that.
0: specific rules. No, you're right. It does say that it was flown to a boneyard here in Arizona. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, okay. Well, there you go. So it's so now it's it's on the right continent. It's close. It's close. It's close. If, if you, can, you want it, we can go true. see it. You yeah. know, bring it. No, without needing a passport. You know. We're bringing it to hidden. We're bringing it to Hidden River. All right, where we're going to use once.
1: Probably not even <laughs> once. No, no,
0: exactly once because we're going to bring it to Hidden River and then turn it into a home. Ah. Uh, what would your homeowner association think of that? Well, um, such as it is. Such uh, as it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm not sure it'll stop. A oh, it'll it'll stop
2: eventually, but there might be yeah. you know a few yeah. more homes involved. Yeah, you're um,
0: right. You're right. It probably <laughs> okay. Well, the run up right. itself is going to be you know. I can dream. <laughs> I can dream. I was always impressed that the uh, one one time I was I was I was sitting on a flight out of Manchester Airport. Manchester's big runway is you could look it up, but it's probably. Yeah, I don't know. Eight thousand feet, maybe ten. I don't know. What's the identifier? Uh, 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 trick question. MHT. Um, and uh, and so. And we sort of knew this was going to happen. Um, we knew that Air Force One was inbound. This is while we were in the boarding area, and they didn't know exactly when it was going to arrive. And everybody was all excited. And is it going to arrive while we're still in the in the uh, in the in the terminal, so we can watch? And then they boarded us on the plane, and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to miss it. Um, but then, as we were finishing the boarding, the word went around that the airport just got kind of, kind of put on hold because Air Force One was about to arrive. And uh, and I unfortunately I was on the proper side of the airplane. To actually see um, Air Force One come down and land there, um, at the uh, I forget the numbers, but it's the north-south-ish runway there at uh, at Manchester, and uh, and I was a little impressed that a seven four could land there, um, but uh, it did. Well- and it yeah. has and and it has many times. I mean, the president has been to new to been to New Hampshire many times. And although sometimes he lands in Portsmouth at Pease at the old uh, Air Force Base, um, these he's landed at Manchester many times. Um, many presidents have landed the the, the Seven 4s there. For, for two things,
2: one, yeah, the U, runway one seven three five at Manchester is ninety two hundred
0: oh, fifty. Oh, it's longer than I thought. Okay, yeah. but still, I okay, yeah, so, just, but yeah. keep in mind, I know
2: two things about. Air Force One operations, dick and all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you got to think that it's not even work, anywhere close to gross weight.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Although I remember the morning that this was happening, and I, I, I had sort of forgotten that this was going to happen on this particular day, or I'd forgotten what time of day or whatever. And when I arrived at the airport that morning and parked my car in the parking structure, and I looked out it, from the parking structure, you can kind of see the ramp. Particularly, you can see part of the not non airport, you know, airline terminal ramp. There's a, there's a sort of an older ramp. And I looked out there, and there's a, there's a C-17 sitting on the ramp. And I'm mm-hmm. going, why is there a C-17 at Manchester Airport? Because we don't have any, any you know, reserve or anything like that at, at Manchester. Um, and I'm looking at it and going... Oh, you know, I seem to remember this. This is this is the president coming, and this is the they've arrived with whatever it is they arrive with. Um, so the C seventeen was sitting on the ramp, and there may have been another gray airplane of some sort. And then, like I said, they boarded us. I got to watch it land. I actually have a picture someplace that may actually become the uh, the uh, episode thumbnail.
1: I don't know. Um, as as a teenager, I saw Air Force One. Both land and depart out of Page Field, and hmm. that's, a, that's that's familiar. Where's Page less Field? Less than six thousand feet of runway. Oh, uh-huh. was that's that Fort Myers, Florida? That's our GA airport, which used to be the only airport we had. Was that the 7-4 so, or seven four
2: or or the seven five or what? Oh
1: no, no, because this it this is, is the where the seven four
2: b- before anybody starts writing in. Uh, we know that um, the Air Force aircraft with the president on it is called Air Force One. It doesn't have to be a 747. Or a That is correct. It we, doesn't we, have we to, know to be that. a
1: 747 but I can assure you this was okay. probably in the late 70s and it was most definitely a 747. Uh-huh. And late how 70s, do I know I late knew that? <laughs> 70s.
2: Late, let me think about this. Late 70s. Late 70s. No. Not yes. possible. It could have been it could have been a military aircraft, but it was not one of the two seven fours in operation now because they didn't go in
0: operation not the until one. Not Clinton. The
1: one. Not the one in operation now,
0: but it was a 7-4. Okay, I, I'll, I'll grant you that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking yeah. of which, so, so that's an interesting question. What did uh, Amy, we did an episode uh, a couple months ago. We had a guest, uh, one of our friends who was based at Watsonville in California. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a, a week or so after President Biden had visited there. Um, he had flown in and landed up at uh, at uh, Moffett Field. Um, sure. But he traveled from Moffett Field down to, he was there to visit the area because of the big. Flooding they had had. I don't know if you remember the stories. They had a lot Correct, of big flooding. Yes. Um, and he, so he went down to Watsonville. He arrived at Watsonville, though not in one of the Marine helicopters. He arrived in a Osprey. Um,
1: fascinating.
0: Yeah, and uh we were we were speculating on uh I was asking my friend whether he knew whether it was a was it a marine osprey or a, or an army osprey or whatever. We think it was a marine, so it would still have been marine one, which is the mm-hmm. designation that that helicopter usually gets. But uh yeah, but so I'm now the, the reason I bring this up again is that uh so the president just made a secret trip to Ukraine. Um, and I'm sure it's public information now anyways what aircraft he took out because he did he take the seven4 to mm-hmm. he, apparently he flew like to, to Poland, Poland and then took a train which there's a great there's there's a great uh, a tweet not a tweet a a, a, a mass maybe it was a tweet from the guy who is the head of the Ukrainian railroad okay? yes okay I saw that. Um, and uh and and he and he he was they were he was crowing justifiably because they did a really good job of both you know first of all, he was apologizing, apparently, even in the middle of this horrific war, the Ukrainian railroad is remarkably on time, okay, um, and they take great pride in this okay, and he was on Twitter first of all apologizing because of the special conditions of trying to transport the President of the United States they were got like an hour late <laughs> they got like an hour late um, but he was also kind of crowing that they did this thing and it was very complicated and they had to make sure the security was right and so forth and so on. Um, In the tweet, he referred to the train that carried President Biden to Kiev, as what was it, Jeb? It was like ra- railroad one or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, which was just great. Um, so you know, if you if you didn't love the Ukrainian people before, you, uh, this was just another another brick in the wall or whatever metaphor you want. It was great. Um, now you're gonna get mail. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, uh, so, anyways. Uh, how do we get to that? Oh, right. Uh, uh, use 747. So, uh, well, you know what? If maybe the present... slightly used slightly, slightly, is, used, it's a demo version,
1: <laughs> low mileage, S- yeah. slightly
0: <laughs> used, but a tad weathered probably. Right. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, all right. I don't know what else uh, I'm not even going to talk about the other silly I'm going to say welcome folks To Uncontrolled Airspace, the general aviation podcast I'm Jack Hodgson Coming to you from uh, Along the banks of the beautiful Cochico River In Dover, New Hampshire And um, here in our virtual hangar Talking to two of my very, very good friends One of those voices out there is from uh, The home of the uh, spring season Boston Red Sox, Fort Myers, Florida Amy Lobota, hi Amy, how are you? (laughs) Woohoo! Yeah, I know. We were talking
1: undefeated. Red undefeated.
0: Sox. <laughs> well, undefeated. Yeah, we were talking about this during before we pressed record. My Red Sox are are and it it, it means only what it means. Now this is where I'm getting letters, Jeff. This is where I will get email. All right, <laughs> many,
1: uh, many, yeah. many. I, letters. I
0: recognize it's only spring training. It's weird. It doesn't really apply. But I'm telling you, it's better to be undefeated than to be defeated. Um, the Red Sox are remarkably, as of today, still they just beat the Yankees. They beat the Yankees. Um, well, <laughs> He's
2: looking for e- it.
0: Every now and then, yeah. even
2: a blind squirrel gets a nut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Me and Amy's dad are coming to your door. Be you know, we know, gonna... you right. we know where you live. We know where you live. I'm sorry. Hi, Amy. How are you?
1: Doing okay today? Thank you very much. It's Thursday, right? Right. Yeah, yes. I, I hope so. <laughs> Good God, I
0: hope so. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, uh, you guys all recovered from the hurricane? Uh, I mean, what that was? Like, seems like a long time ago. It probably isn't a long time ago to you guys. Um,
1: oh, you're so funny. Do you know that <laughs> that today we had a we had a debris truck in here still removing debris yeah. today. Yeah. A FEMA truck, yeah. as we like to call them now. Affectionately. A FEMA
0: truck. I saw some of those FEMA trucks when I visited Jeb a couple. uh, When did I visit Jeb? Oh, December. And, yeah. and uh um yeah, I don't know what, what ones are like down in Fort Myer, but the ones up in Hidden River are, are like these these like monstrosity of weird trucks with huge sides and yeah, they're 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 And the
1: big arm right. comes out yeah, and, right, and yeah. pick picks up all the big debris. Yeah. So they're still so picking they, up debris. They've been working in here today, but but the the beautiful thing was that uh there's there's a lot that's being cleared and they had some wild fantasy that the the truck would come around the corner and pick up all that stuff that they're clearing for the new home that's gonna be built there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and they were somewhat uh, disappointed to learn that no, that's not hurricane debris. You just knocked that tree down. We can smell it.
0: <laughs> People are taking advantage of this. I'm shocked. I know. Floridians, especially, taking advantage of something shocked. like this. Shocked. I don't know whether this. Okay, so here's the segue two possible segues. One has to do with debris, and the other has to do with taking advantage. My other good friend coming from somewhere near Sarasota, Florida, is Jeb Burnside. Hi, Jeb. How are you doing? I'm fine as frog fur today. Speaking of which, the Red Sox beat the Yankees. I'm pretty sure they played right there in Sarasota. I think that's where the Yankees. I think play that's where they spring. Do, yeah. So, which you, know. which you know is is certainly another reason to come to Sarasota. I know. I just I'm you know all my spring all my winter slash spring visits down there. I'm I'm never there at during spring training or or I'm too busy or whatever so. but uh, but but amy has suggested a plan that we may look into mm-hmm. next next mm-hmm. spring so mm-hmm. anyways how you doing jeb what's going on oh just you know muddling through another
2: thursday mm-hmm. um, um i've been out in the hangar working on a few things um and uh got paint stripper all over my leg and uh
0: um, I, yeah dirty I, t-shirt I, and you know things like that I, I was out this morning, actually working on one of my one of my motorcycles. Believe it or not, which is a, actually a pretty rare day, uh, occurrence, um, and uh, and I had occasion to use that uh, blaster, uh, uh, the, the penetrant, you know, to kind of loosen uh-huh, things that uh-huh. are a little bit rusted. Uh-huh. Um, and that stuff's potent, man. I'm telling you, because yeah. uh, you got a little bit on your hands. And I made the real mistake of actually bringing one of the parts that I had sprayed it on into my home. <laughs>
2: oh. And
0: oh. Uh, and I had it in, in here for about an hour. And I said, okay, that's got to go. So it's out, about, <laughs> it's out on the porch now. Yeah. But it just gets in the air. That stuff is – that's the yeah. whole point, is it? It's Kind of it, kind of yeah. sort of
2: the whole point, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of miss uh, – the house I had in, in Virginia for a few years uh, had a walkout basement. Um, mm-hmm. Double doors and all this kind of thing, and come wintertime, I just rolled a few bikes in the basement and started playing with them, working on them right there.
0: That know. would be great.
2: Um, I, I kind of sort of do miss that because, got you know, television, stereo, all that stuff right there, and you can sit there and, and watch CNN while you're t- t- piddling with your bike. Yeah, but you can do that anyway, bring a TV, but you know, out to the shop or something. But uh, it was just more comfortable.
0: I own and and, yeah. and and having a, a hangar next to your home is just not an a, not an improvement over that, right? I'm being sarcastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You are being sarcastic and, and there will be, you know, retribution. (laughs) <laughs> sarcasm is, is something only I can give out oh, I see,
1: you. oh I'm sorry that's your yes. role in this new rule, uh, new rule but, but as your caring friend I will strongly discourage you from doing any of those things because you know uh, the, the inhalation of those fumes from that stuff can give you a nasty case of chemical pneumonia so hmm. please, please Che- you know chemical pneumonia, chemical pneumonia. yeah
0: it's I've, a re- it's real i've never heard of that before yeah it's a great yeah. name for a band huh? <laughs> <laughs> <You
2: know>? um <laughs> or, or or you know just you know name your favorite airplane chemical
0: pneumonia Pneum- r- oh, yeah, write it in yeah. script on the call <laughs> our, our, our next our next podcast you know chemical uh, pneumonia yeah chemical Hmm, or the title for this one who knows who knows (laughs) well see the bad news is i kind of i mean not i i kind of like the smell it's like (laughs) i I don't know why maybe it's because i'm a guy and guys are stupid but uh, i i i kind of like the smell but i have to tell you after having i think you're on to something there though jack
1: (laughs) 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 for the record yeah i did not go down that path for for for
2: the record amy was completely silent i agree completely yeah okay uh
0: all right. Airplanes, airplanes. Let's talk about airplanes. Uh, you know what? I made a list and then I didn't put it in any particular order. What do we, let me think here. Um, well, somebody part. say something. Which one of these things you want to talk about first? Um, um, we talked about. I this.
1: went to California yeah. and the weather was horrible and I was excited to come home to hot and sweaty Southwest Florida.
0: Is that on the list? I'm sorry. That's not on the list. It Where is. Is
1: Women in Aviation oh, okay. was in Long Beach. There you
0: go. Tell us about and that. And I was yeah.
1: so looking forward to beautiful Long Beach, California, and what I got was wow. Did you, you get snowed. snowed?
0: Did you get snowed on?
1: I didn't get snowed on. I got gale force winds uh-huh. rattling the pane of my hotel room, uh, the windows all night long. <laughs> and yeah, it's off. almost like you're still in Florida. And and screaming, aching, stinging rain, and I, you know, suffered through 100 yards of that to get to the convention center and yeah. back, and really didn't get to see much of the town. You're right, except it was cold, Jeb.
2: Well, you know... I get that. I get this. Yeah,
1: it was was in the 40s and 50s. And after about four days of that, five days of that, I was ready to come home. But I was very excited to be there because Women in Aviation is an organization, after my own heart, I was one of the 16 founding board members that helped start the organization Mm -hmm. that's now... Yeah. Eighteen thousand members strong, Ooh. and we awarded almost nine hundred thousand dollars in training and scholarships. Wow! Uh, and and not just to women. And that's just so exciting. And so many people uh, were interviewing and and you know getting those first jobs. It it's it's so much good energy. Yeah. I do like it. I do like it a lot. So nice, uh,
0: nice. a good show. Any particular uh, occurrences or programs or announcements or, or news that came out of it?
1: Well, other than, other than, you know, there's still a lot of hiring going on in this industry, like crazy. And people jumping um, and regionals just absolutely screaming for new pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of training organizations that now have these partnerships um, so that that that's not really news because that's been going on now for the last what? 2 years, Jeff? Correct
2: me It if depends I'm wrong. on the, on the training organization and the carrier but at least 2 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um that is I can tell you that's alive and well. And Good. there are plenty of young people and particularly since women in aviation trends to towards attracting a very diverse group of young people um, who are interested in aviation. I can tell you that if the companies come to, to women in aviation to find a more diverse group, mm-hmm. and we work very, very hard um, to provide that um, from our networking through our girls in aviation um, it, uh, outreach program, um, to the work we do in inner-city high schools uh, with our chapters, of which we've got, I think it's 116 or something worldwide. Um, it, it really does provide them with this very fertile group of, of interesting um, people who wouldn't typically show up at a future Aviation Professionals of America meeting. Hmm. Does
0: mm-hmm. that
1: make sense? Yes, nice. it does. Yeah, yes, it does. very cool. Very cool. So, is is is
0: women in aviation the organization that is behind the big gang picture gets taken at Oshkosh? Yes. yes, yes. That, that's um, just... that
1: was my very dear friend Pat Lupke's, uh idea way back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It's and...
0: remarkable how it's grown over the years, the size of the crowd, and and, yeah. and that's very satisfying. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a measure of how successful a lot of these these programs are being, and uh, yeah.
1: And if you look up front, you'll see that we put um, the the. Um, women venture does the, does the, um, girls camp Mm -hmm. every year and we always make sure that those young women are seated way up front in that picture because they are our future. Quite
0: frankly, yeah. Everybody's future. I don't know what you. I'm. I, I'm. I'm not 100. Yeah. They're. They're not simply the future of women. They're the future of us all. It's great. It's yeah. good stuff.
1: Aviation needs the inclusivity of the other 50 percent of yeah. the population of the world. Absolutely, diversity. And is we a good are thing. moving. Yeah. We are moving the needle. That needle is moving. Um, I hope so. Yeah. It seems to be. Um, yeah, it's no longer six percent. It's moving. It's. It's creeping up in the general population of the whole world of aviators and and of student pilots now it's 9 10% mm-hmm. are women so yeah. uh, that's a lot no it is a lot it's a, you know i mean numbers. it's
0: yeah it's great. and people think well why isn't it fixed yet but these things don't get fixed that quickly um, they didn't get out of whack quickly and they're not going to get fixed yeah. that quickly everyone's got to be patient these yeah. things take time but we're making progress and that's that's a good thing very nice yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. All
1: right. So there you go. Yeah. I, I stepped out on the stage. I'm stepping back now. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, we got an email from a listener. Uh, listener Carter B. Uh, sent in an email. He wrote, uh, he, says, he says, hello, Jack and Jeb and Amy. Uh, he said, like many of us, I too am waiting to try out the new unleaded 100-octane uh, fuel, He said, on your most recent podcast, you mentioned that Reed, v- Reed Hillview in uh, San Jose, California, um, had this fuel available. Um, he said, I just happened to be traveling up that way, so I called ahead to see if they did, and so far they have not received, he writes, they have not received any yet. He said, I just thought I'd update you on the current status of the hunt. 100 unleaded fuel ab gas. um he said but he, he he continues to say that i'm sure will be widespread in about a year or so i hope it's a year or so i'm afraid it might be longer than that but but it will be eventually he said goes on. he finishes by saying enjoy the podcast keep up the great work see you later carter b um carter b apparently is the owner and or operator of a glass air 2rg yes. I, I, I i 2rg anyway a glass air, 2, 2, glass air 2rg 2rg Thank you, Carter. Appreciate the report. Um, uh, too bad. I'm sorry. I hadn't. That they don't have it yet because they're one of the. I mean, they're one of the many airports that desperately needs it as an alternate because they've got so many problems with with uh, people using leaded fuel as a as a as a cudgeon. Um, cudgel Cudgeon? cudgel. cudgel cudgel yes. as, a be, as, a, as a as a way of as, hurting as a bludgeon their, yeah a bludgeon or a cudgel thank you very much there we go a cudgeon that's a good word anyways um yeah so hopefully they'll get it sooner rather than later uh amy um wh- you haven't been with us in a few weeks um i don't think you've had a chance to weigh in yet on the um the 100 low lead stc um you have any thoughts on the subject is this something that you think you will embrace when it becomes available
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it makes no sense not to. And I'm flying behind a very modern engine that was in, that was purchased uh, directly from the factory and installed in November 2019, and it should run just fine mm-hmm. on all the modern fuels.
0: Is, uh, is your is that an engine that can take uh, mogas? No, no. Just in general, or it can't take mogas because of the uh, ethanol.
1: Uh, the ethanol. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't put ethanol in that engine. Okay. Um, but it is designed to take the the modern fuels, the modern low lead fuels. Mm-hmm. So uh, it has to do with the compressions in yeah. yeah. the cylinders. And I think Jeb could probably give you a better <clears throat> description of of what it takes on the on the higher horsepower engines.
0: Yeah, more okay. octane. Right. Well. Is is it a, what does that mean, Jeb? Did, uh, did can you get higher octane? You, you need to stick with the uh, with the low lead, is what you're saying, right, Jeb?
2: No, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, You're starting to get me a little bit out of my range of expertise, but yeah, okay. Tetraethyl lead helps uh, increase um, the octane yes. in a gallon of gas. Uh, um, the- when, when you take the lead out. You have to replace it with something in the way of an anti-knock compound, which lead is, and which octane helps uh, promote. Right. Um, so, take the lead out, you got to replace it with something. That's what Gammy has done with their G100UL, is, is come up with a formulation that doesn't use lead, doesn't use tetraethyl lead, but uh, achieves the same basic octane levels uh, using other substances, other compounds.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay
1: yeah yeah that's that's essentially it but also the modern um valve trains and things like that mm-hmm. led also used to lubricate to a certain degree Ooh. is my understanding
2: Ooh, let's be careful um okay yeah um there was, just, there was someone on on uh, on AdWeb, uh, just a couple of weeks ago about that and um I, I i think that's um kind of an owt an old wives tale. Uh, oh, that okay. yeah, that uh, uh, is you know common. It's 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 out there. It's it keeps getting you know um, um, raised, keeps getting discussed in the, in the context of unleaded, uh, avgas. But um, really, the, the the way the valves and valve seats are manufactured and have been for a number of years. Um, there's really no lubrication involved. In fact, the lead uh, tends to leave deposits behind on, oh, yeah. on the valve seats, which is something that you know, we've all you know, kind of fretted at annual or condition inspection when we're supposed to be making certain compression. Lead deposits on the valves can create uh, leaks and h- help prevent us from getting to the compression levels that we're looking for. Um for all <clears throat> um, for all the, the the good it's done over the years uh, lead is is really a pain in the butt uh, when it comes to airplane engines, especially when we consider spark plug fouling and and accumulations deposits if you will on the valves themselves, depending on you know, how how hot you run the engine there's there's all kinds of variables out there um, a big bore engine like you 're flying Amy, uh, probably not going to have uh, the same kinds of, of issues with lead as a smaller, <clears throat> excuse me, smaller bore engine like you might find in a 152 or 172, something like that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So I, sta- I stand no, corrected. I, I, it, you
2: know, there, there may be, you know, some some strange, you know, uh, uh, circumstances in which um, um, you get lead deposits or you, you get, uh, some kind of lubric- uh, lubrication benefit from lead in the fuels, but it's, it's uncommon.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good then. So, uh, we'll so Amy, the, you're, we'll you're in when the there. time comes. If the problem is that you're probably, yeah, East coast, they say, they, they seem to imply that this fuel is going to become available kind of gradually across the country. I don't know if that's true or not, but you would think that big GA states like Florida might get one, get it sooner rather than later, but
1: I don't know. Oh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Florida has gotten very conservative, and anything that it is change um, is liable to f- to feel pushback. I'm certainly hoping that's not the case because I would like a modern fuel, and places like Daytona Beach uh, are very much like Reed Hillview. Um, there have been there's been aviation there for. As long as there's been aviation, practically, and um, there's a lot of lead in the soil, if EPA comes along to look for it, yeah, I don't want
2: um, any EPA people sniffing around my soil anytime soon.
0: Um, um,
2: Well, because you know,
0: uh, okay, yeah, there's still
2: leaded fuel around here. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) well, all right.
2: Okay, we we yes. we, we, can, we can maybe take that out, but you know. Yeah, I
1: was thinking exactly the same thing. Back yeah. it up a couple
0: of minutes. Yeah. okay, all right, okay. Let the let the subpoenas go where the subpoenas go. Uh- <clears throat> All right, then. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> I'll get I'm the vapors. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. Just shocked. Okay. All right, then. Well, okay, All right. So 100 low lead. It's coming. It's a good thing. I think we're all, almost unanimous. We are unanimous. I don't think I've come across anybody. Um,
1: who- Not hum- 100 low oh. lead.
0: 100 yes. UL. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. You're absolutely right. I misspoke. I'm so used to saying hundred low-lit. I mean, it's like a thing. It's like a phrase. It's like a you know, yeah. No, but it's not hundred low-lit. It's hundred hundred unlit. Uh, uh, mean, right. We need a new, anyways. Okay. G100, All right. G100UL. Say it. G100UL. Say it. Say it. Say how, it loud how, and say it proud. How do I? How do I share a link with y'all on this? Uh, I think there's a chat. If you, chat. it may not be visible by default. But let's see now. Where is it? Here? There it is. Oh,
1: I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it over by people down. Yeah, in down the sort
0: of not I'm quite the am Sending a
2: link to a Paul Bernarelli video on Ab-Lab.
1: There it Is oh look at that the long twisted and slightly ridiculous story of AvGas part yes. two. And there's Very nice. I, I'm not.
2: I don't suggest we try to. Um, um, listen to it right now, but there's some uh, certainly yeah, some man, comments man, man. in there about uh, valve okay. application. We'll
0: give it a listen. We'll give yeah. it a listen let's see now I was trying to figure out whether I was going to start this next subject matter because this is more than just one story. This has become like a, a thing. This is like a fad now. All right. It's like airline pilots. This is like a game they're playing. See how, who who can, it's like whack-a-mole who can, yeah, whack-a-mole who can, who can be involved in this week's near miss that they, they, I, I, I mean, it could be tragic. I shouldn't even make a joke. All right. This is just crazy. Is this so near, near misses. All right. Um, We've got them still under investigation. We've got a story about um, uh, the, the five airplane near crashes that are, are under investigation from CNN. Uh, we've got a recent one recently in your area. Sarasota had one just recently, Jeb. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue in Boston was 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 involved with one, um, uh, Blue versus a Learjet. Um, uh, we, we've got uh, the one in Honolulu. Then we've got the ones that started out the whole cycle. We've got JFK and Austin, and, and, and it's just – is this – I don't know. I, I mean, Jeb, you and I have talked about this on yeah. past episodes. Amy, do you have any thoughts on, is this a thing? Is this just an aberration and it's just, you know, like things come in bunches or is something okay. broken? S-
1: so, so you know, try to remember the news cycle, yeah, and try to remember the the <laughs> yes. the amount of information, just pure information that is at our fingertips today, and and the beauty of the cell phone video. How many cell phone videos do you see on the news at night, every night, uh-huh. right? Yep. Okay, so every citizen is a journalist. I believe that these runway incursions and quote, near misses have been going on for as long as we've had more than one airplane in the pattern, <sighs> quite thank, frankly. Thank you very much. Yes. Um and I I have been on a commercial airliner that went around mm-hmm. uh on approach into into Frankfurt because they were told to go around because turns out there was somebody still on the runway on a very very foggy morning. So I have actually experienced this phenomena um everything went perfectly safely the one that scares me the most of all of these that we're talking about is the austin uh fedex southwest because that was a situation where it surely didn't sound like everybody did what they were supposed to do Mm -hmm. that one that one was truly frightening um for a couple of different reasons that you guys have probably gone into, I don't know. We did talk about it a little bit, yeah, yeah we do. And, yeah, and, uh, so um, I'm not gonna not gonna go much farther than that. But um, suffice it to say, there's a reason why all these you know charts have hot spots circled on them, and and it's we've got a whole new crop of controllers in there now. They're very young. Yeah. Um and there's a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. It it's the, the situation is ripe for these kinds of problems. Not to mention pilots. Yeah. We have a lot of new airline pilots yeah.
0: in there oh. in the cockpit. I hadn't thought about that
1: Think one of it. right. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's, well, there's a
2: lot of inexperience to go around. There you go. And uh, air traffic control has been clearing planes to land while there's another airplane still on the runway for decades.
1: Correct. It, this is nothing it, new. This is
2: nothing new. I forget what the, the separation standards are um, on the runway, but I think it's like 5,000 feet, something like that. You, you know, you go to Oshkosh and I've got a waiver, and I'd love to see um, some general media people go to Oshkosh and talk about landings and takeoffs and, and uh, how close airplanes can get to each other, uh, which yeah. is a whole other topic. But uh, um, <laughs> you know, one 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 quick thing to point out, only one of these uh, episodes has involved um, someone doing something they weren't supposed to do. Uh, at least one of the pilots. Let's let before before someone said, "Wait a sec! Wait a sec!" Uh, what I'm talking about is the Learjet at Boston that Correct. took off without a clearance. Okay. Um, and Um, that's, that's, you know, eh, that's a, that's a cringe factor thing too. Okay.
0: So that was a uh, sort of misbehavior as opposed to the JFK one where the guy made a clear mistake. That was a, that
2: was a clear mistake. Uh, well, you know, they weren't supposed to be there either, but, uh,
1: um, but it wasn't willful, I guess is what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, And the Honolulu situation was the same. Yes, it was a, it was a clear mistake, but it was also, you know, a mistake to get off at Kilo. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, give give me the short version on this uh, on uh, on this Learjet one. You said uh, did, the short version guy... is the Lear took off without a clearance. Uh, that is, that's, right. that's that's this was the at, short this, version. This was <laughs> at Boston Logan, right? Yeah. This is a major yeah. class, Bravo yeah. airport. Yeah. Most um, of these air Most of these events happen at a Bravo airport. Well, I think mean, Austin not a Bravo. We've got but... we've got a we've got a, we've got a, a pretty. I mean, if you're going to be a Learjet pilot, you've got to be somewhat experienced flying out of a major airport. I wouldn't go that far, but well, <laughs> did not you? <laughs> we've, all, we've all seen the, exceptions to that rule. What possessed him to think that he could take off without a clearance? I, I don't even he, he probably it. thought he had a clearance.
1: Yeah, he, he accepted line up and wait and he lined up oh, and didn't wait. Some okay. somewhere along the way
0: I the see. brain I, expelled gas all right okay? I, I was thinking he just kind of he just kind of like was taxiing and no. deciding no, no, no. no okay no. all right okay there, well that's a there's
1: more. a there's a clear tra- verbal transaction of line up and wait. okay
0: i didn't know i didn't hear that part of the story all right well anyways okay so so we think it's some combination of these things happen from time to time, and there's a lot of the, the experience average of various participants. Two other things going on, too. Yeah. One is um,
2: everybody's uh, hyperactive on, on this topic right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Again, um, I, I think crews are especially hyperactive on this topic um, because they're seeing what's going on and they're right at the tip of the spear and they don't want to be in the paper the next morning. So they're, you know, say, you know, I think we're going to go around and we're going to look for a little bit more spacing next time. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Air traffic controller, thank you very much. And, and uh, we're going to turn left at the end of the runway and circle back uh, or, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I don't know anything about this one at Sarasota yet. No one, well, I mean, NTSB is investigating it apparently. But What's the um, short version? What short version is someone was, there was a, a jet taking off and there was another one cleared to land. And the one that was cleared to land decided to go around. And depending on the geometry, I might have done the same thing. You might have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because um, every, all of these events are on everybody's mind. And they want to be safe rather than sorry. They don't yeah, want to. They right. don't want to be the first people to arrive at the scene of this accident. Um, so where
1: they, and that's healthy. It's
2: healthy. It's great. It's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Uh, right.
2: It's it's not fattening. It's it's um, all of the above. Um, but I, I this is just um, the system working, if you will. Uh, okay. these, well, no one's it. hit anybody yet, thankfully. <laughs> Knockwood. Yeah. Wood. yeah. Um, but, right. uh, you know, it, it, the you get one or two of these things, and everybody is is on pins and needles guarding against the next one. And uh, that's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. That's the way it should be.
1: Okay. Well, that's an interesting perspective.
0: I, I like it. I, I, I think I agree with it, but I hadn't thought of it that way.
1: Well, listen, a while ago, I had to do a write-up about a flight safety foundation paper, white paper that had come out asking the question, why are senior pilots so reticent to go around? And so maybe, you know, and this was a few years ago, Mm -hmm. so maybe that generated enough safety management systems questions and training Mm -hmm. that perhaps people are more likely to go around, Mm -hmm. even though – and. when they go around, of course, the passengers in the back are confused, and this is so different, and I'm going so to my you're flight. getting some yeah, right, yeah. Sens- you know sensationalism out of yeah. it too. There's also a go ahead, Jim.
2: No, there's also a I don't know how else to put it a, a right stuff a a, a male ego thing where no we don't know a we don't need to go around I can make this I can do this uh, done it before we can do it one more time right. and and that, that kind of thing and. That's the kind of mentality that starts to get people in trouble,
0: yeah correct and, and that that actually leads me to what I was about to say Amy, what was the conclusion of that white paper what did it did it come to a suggestion as to why senior pilots
1: were reluctant to go around uh there was there were several different scenarios um, that were kind of put out there but the paper itself was not about coming to a conclusion. The paper was, look at these facts. I see. Okay. Yeah. The paper was, we have an issue. And the data is showing us that what Jeb just said, that, you know, I've done this before, I can do it again. Right. Now we'll be all right. Yeah. I can make this work. Yeah. yeah. And that—that that is unhealthy thinking. Yeah. And the right thinking is, all right. We the, the, these parameters don't match our our safety management.
2: I don't like We're this. Going I don't like this. I'm going to have to use extreme measures to salvage this. I don't want to do that, but I have to. Um, and there we go. We we go around. And uh, yeah, it, it's you know, it's, it's hard to it's hard for a lot of people to think this way. But you're making an approach you're not making a landing. Uh, only only if everything all of the uh, only if the I'm am contradicting myself here but uh, only if all the holes in the swiss cheese line up
1: can we land. Correct. And yeah. if, if one of those don't holes Yeah. You yeah. assume that you're going to land yeah. every time. Yeah. And then the then the whole paradigm changes. That's right. And that's always how I've done it. And so I've gone around so many times that I've annoyed people. <laughs> Yeah. but I haven't had to work in commercial aviation. I probably would have been, yeah. that would have been tempered in me. Yeah.
0: And I've been the cause of a go around or two, you mm-hmm. know,
2: but uh, that's a whole nother topic. and, yeah. and uh, I
0: remember, yeah. I remember one time I was sitting on the bench at Palo Alto, the bench there was a place where you could just kind of sit by the edge of the pa- taxiway and just watch the airplanes landing and taking off. And, uh, and a, uh, an aircraft came in and, 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 and did a go around basically, did a, did you know at, on uh, short final as I recall, um, and got chastised by tower. All right, because he said you weren't cleared for the option. All right, and and the pilot just kind of very very strongly came back on the radio and said said that that was not an option. That was a that was a genuine you know prote- uh, go around. That was a you know I, I I I thought it was unsafe and I, I did a go around and tower shut up. But uh, yeah. It's a good thing yeah. going around is a good thing it's almost never worse than the outlaw term well i don't know what i was gonna say you get the point it's a good yeah. thing yeah.
1: yeah as as jeb said it's all about having your expectations properly aligned yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. unfortunately i have no expectations anymore so uh there goes that
0: <laughs> yeah <clears throat> okay different subject different <laughs> subject different, yes. different subject maybe even different <laughs> podcast but uh okay Hey, let me break in here for a moment to tell you about some exciting things that are about to happen. Next week, UCAP will be at the Sun and Fun Fly-In in in Lakeland, Florida. And on Wednesday evening at 6 p.m., we'll be hosting the Dave Higdon Memorial Tie-Down Party. If you're in the area, please come by and join us for a beverage, some cheesy poofs, and to share your memories of our beloved friend. And if by chance you never knew Dave, please come by anyway and say hi. Also, at 5 p.m. that same afternoon, we'll be recording an episode of UCAP live from the Sun & Fun radio deck. That episode will be live-streamed on the SNF radio stream at liveatc.net slash SNF. We'll also be recording UCAP dailies all week long and just generally enjoying the fly-in. Please come by the Sun & Fun radio building on Wednesday evening for Dave's memorial and for the live episode. And if you just see us wandering around the fly-in, please say hi. Also, remember that after the UCAP festivities on Wednesday, you'll still be able to enjoy the Sun and Fun Night air show. Now, where were we? Uh, what, what else here? What's next here? Let's see now. I'm <laughs> jumping all over this list here. Um, Amy, the reason I asked you earlier about what kind of engine you had in your airplane was if you had a Continental, I was going to ask you about this whole um, Continental uh, airworthiness uh, uh, thing, but you don't. So maybe it's not even relevant. Is it on your radar at all? Do you have any thoughts on this? You know what I'm talking about? The uh,
1: con- I absolutely do. There's a lot of Cirruses around that are sitting on the <laughs> ground because they need to uh, have, have some uh, a, a potential manufacturing defect looked at. Uh, is what yeah. it came down to, and it has to do with counterweights, right, right. Jeb? Well, it, correct.
0: It has to do with the clip that holds yeah, the, the counterweights the, uh, on, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, here's a question I've come up with, and Jeb, I don't think we talked about this. Okay. We've talked about this on two or three episodes now, but um, has Continental made any indication that they're going to pay for these inspections?
2: Yeah. yeah. There's, there's. If you look at the service bulletin,
0: yeah. Um, Not just the repair. No, 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 the, the no, inspector- no, 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 no. Yeah, you go ask
2: ahead. question. Let me answer it. Okay. If you look at the service bulletin, um, f- two things are going to come at you. One is there's a, um, I don't know, any year and a half, two year range, of of um, new engines produced by Continental that yeah. are affected by this. Yeah. This airworthiness directive. And the AD basically says this this ma- the service bulletin is mandatory. To do it. Um, so we're talking about engines that were manufactured I want to say beginning like June of 21 through uh, early February of this year um, so a year and a half worth of engines or something like that uh, and it basically comes down to the circlips were installed possibly installed wrong because whoever was building the engine didn't know that the circlips had to be installed in a certain fashion
0: right period yeah so so yeah.
2: there's that going on Um what was the question? I don't remember. <laughs>
1: um, Who pays for this? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. there
2: is there is warranty um, um, money available for these uh, for these inspections per the service bulletin, and typically uh, with with uh, aircraft engines, time and service more more time in service means less warranty assistance. If it's a brand-new airplane, well, just park it and, and let Continental come get it, and they'll fix it and do it all for you, f- basically for free under warranty. You go into you know 100, hour on the in- 100 hours on the engine or, or something like that, and um, they'll prorate it. Uh, more than 200 hours on the engine, you're free and clear. The service bulletin and the AD both say the same thing, where um, if it ain't failed after, by 200 hours, it ain't going to fail. Yeah, you know, okay. it's, it's not going to be a problem. So guess, go, for, you know, go
0: forth and, and be happy. No, because <laughs> if, if I owned a Continental engine, all right, I would be sitting here going. No. Forget warranty. Forget prorated, all right? You guys made a mistake putting my engine together. It's on you to both discover the problem and repair it. Jack, uh, how long have you been around aviation? Yeah, okay, all right. Maybe that's the way it works. Okay. Um, There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Two years worth of engines. You know, when we started talking about this subject, all right, we were kind of... This is like... <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry is that the way the, the places in my mind this is like faa reauthorization the, the places my mind goes no no so i, was, I was just i it suddenly i suddenly flashed back to the first couple of weeks of the pandemic when when we were all sitting here fat dumb and happy thinking this could last for three months <laughs> okay. 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 Um, yeah yeah, um, yeah all right yeah, and yeah, there, it, yeah. when this continental thing first came to light all right we kind of thought you know I mean, this is like maybe a couple of weeks worth of engines coming off the lo- on one particular right. line all right you know because because one particular mechanic was making a mistake, right? And now they're saying it's up to two years worth of engines. Um it's like, well, wow, okay. Uh we're actually kind of reaching the end of our allotted time here. Yeah, what yeah, do we you, got? You, yeah. You haven't asked whether or not I have a
2: continental engine.
0: No but, but yeah I uh, I know you have an Continental engine because we talked about that yes. last last episode okay, but your okay. your engine is not in in the window. Yeah it wasn't built during that time. Yeah right? yeah and it's been rebuilt since then and it's like you're you're, you're kind of good to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank, yeah good good glad to hear it. Um let's see now. One more here. You guys want to pick one more out of this. I know which one I would one talk more. about. One more. <laughs> let's
2: see one more. We don't have too many more here in the, in the uh, above the fold column.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, and look around the whole list because they jumped see. around. Um,
2: we 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 haven't talked about um. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about that. One. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, one one thing we we haven't talked about recently. Yeah, uh, is the. Um, spy balloon scare from February. Okay. Is there news?
0: Is there well, news? Well, there's this
2: this this story um, um, about the uh, hobby club, the Illinois... wait, wait yeah. hang, on, hang on a second. Yeah. Yeah, and they think it was their balloon. And they think it was one of their balloons that got shot down. This is the... Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon
0: Brigade. Okay, now you say correct. All
2: right, don't now, be I'm fun. saying I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun. Of, I, I'm making fun of it in the context of of um, scrambling fighter jets to shoot this down. Correct. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. But- these these kids and 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 their their mentors and and uh, uh, their their. Um, uh, the the adults who who are working with them are, are to be uh, uh, lauded. They they're doing you know the Lord's work as it were. Um, yeah. By by applying uh, science
0: to flight and, and education and yeah, exactly to, yeah, yeah, all, all a, of these things. These are
2: great programs. And right? these poor kids, you know, get get their balloon
1: shot down. Okay. So, well, and worse, it took two missiles. I know,
0: right? The (laughs) first first one missed. I know. Do
1: you know what that costs? I know. Think
2: about the, the, you know, typically this is a two flight, uh, um, uh, two, I'm sorry, two jet flight of F-22s. Yeah. And typically, you know, I, I don't know everything. I know, you know, about as much about fighter ops as I do about Air Force One ops. But, um, typically in my experience, um, Lead of the flight is the more senior pilot and is the one that takes the first shot. Okay. And the first shot missed. Yeah. Okay. So, lead takes his shot and he's got to depend on his wingman to take down this 10-foot long balloon.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah.
2: When he got back on the ground.
0: Yeah. What do you think went on in the officers club oh, that Oh my night? goodness. Yes, I know. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, there was there was some there was some hazing going on. Yes. Um a, a, but, but I want to talk about the kids and the balloon kids All mm-hmm. right So I See and, and, it's, and it's a drag that they lost their balloon Because apparently they try and recover these things And reuse them But think about
2: what it's going to look like on their resume 10 years from now You know,
0: But no, I don't know what you mean Because I think it'll be a great thing
1: oh, I think, I, I think it'll a, be great thing No, for the kids For the kids absolutely. For the this kids This is
0: a story yeah. they'll tell for the rest of their exactly. lives Exactly help, right? help construct and
2: operate balloon That was shot down in February of 23
0: yeah. Yeah. That evaded the first year of, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah evaded. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like, exactly. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm I sorry they lost their balloon, and I hope they didn't, you know, I hope the that the visits from the from the FBI weren't too horrendous, all right? But but I think that, you know, it's like these these people, the kids and the adults, have stories they'll be able to tell forever. Oh, yeah. This they, is they, just... they won't
2: be able to buy a beer for, well, yeah, like, I know, probably really.
0: can't buy a beer now anyway. Yeah, but, if know. any of you, if, if, if you know of any of these people, or if you are any of these people listening to this podcast, and we see you at sun and fun or or oshkosh yeah, yeah. come and say hi Co- come and say hi we, we'll, we want to we'll shake your lunch is on and, us uh, yeah, yeah yeah everything absolutely yeah, come yeah. on down yeah because uh, like that because this is a thing you know and uh, anyways all right so right is that everything you wanted to cover on the subject of, uh, <sighs> i think we've we've
2: exhausted,
0: uh, <laughs> we exhausted. Uh, the time well, yeah, a lot of here yeah <laughs>
1: Trust me, the local news has now moved on Moved on from there to uh, UFOs. So they used it as a launching point. There's
2: all that. And, and then we have all these near misses to talk about in the aviation arena. And yeah, okay. They, they've definitely moved on um, until the next time.
0: Until the next until time. Until the next time. Until the next time. <laughs> Speaking of until the next time. Thank you, folks. Uh, Je- uh, Amy and Jeb, thank you. It's uh, always blessed. And there's There's absolutely no
2: truth to the rumor. That back in the early aughts, after all the airspace restrictions following 9-11, there's absolutely no truth to the rumor that a group of local pilots had thought about putting together a 12-volt battery, a transponder, and a balloon.
0: Oh, was that a thing? Yeah, okay. Well, um, and, and
2: going upwind and releasing all of this. Going okay. upwind. From, I know from, from Washington DC and releasing all this into uh, the, Absolutely no truth to uh, these I See rumors. what
0: you're getting at? Okay. Yes. All, right, all right. You know, I, I I hear nothing. I see nothing. Yeah. I, uh, and, there we go. And, don't oh. tell anybody. Shh. One of those voices out there is Amy Lobota. Amy, thank you. Uh Amy's an ATP pilot who, after forty years in the aviation community, enjoys giving back as a lead fast team representative. She's also a retired aviation journalist and likes to describe herself as an assistant airplane builder. Wait a second. You've now retired fully? Oh I am. Okay.
2: Congrats. Yes. Hey, congrats.
0: Congrats. Big time. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I didn't I
1: didn't know I didn't know,
2: I didn't know that, that was, you know, really official. Yes, okay. it okay.
1: is it is officially official. Okay.
2: Good, good, good. Congrats. It
1: okay. only uh, took me a decade. Well, you know, you got to ease into <laughs> these things. She,
0: she describes herself as managing to avoid social media pretty good, um, and uh, and probably can't even be found on Twitter anymore because not many people are being found on Twitter. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but uh, but if she is, she's Amy at, at Amy Laboda on Twitter. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeb Burnside. Jeb's a freelance aviation writer and editor, serving as the editor in chief of Aviation Safety Magazine. He's also a regular contributor to other aviation publications online. You can find Jeb's work at Aviation Safety magazine.com his magazine is on twitter such as it is not the magazine twitter um av, av safety mag uh, you can also find his work at aea.net avweb.com on mastodon he's burnsidej at Mytransponder.com. com, and uh, and if he's on twitter he's burnsidej and and I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm a private pilot, a freelance writer, and a digital media producer. You can find me online in most places with the all-one-word username Jack Hodgson. For example, YouTube Jack Hodgson, Patreon Jack Hodgson. On Mastodon, I am Jack Hodgson at mytransponder.com. You can find my ebooks on Amazon by searching for Around the Field in the Books section. And uh Let's see now. That's um, And that's it for me. Um, thank you, folks, for taking the time to listen. Um, if possible, please become a supporter of this podcast at patreon.com slash airspace, or you can make a PayPal tip jar donation, care of the email address podcast at uncontrolledairspace.com. Just 10 or $15 over the span of a year is a big, big help. And we'd love to hear from you, so you can use that same email address, podcast at uncontrolledairspace.com, to send us your comments and questions. And anyways, uh, Jeb, was there something you wanted to tell us? I was just going to suggest that,
2: when you're about to flick a switch in the cockpit, if it's red or if it's got dust
0: on it, don't Don't <laughs> And that's enough talking. Let's go flying.